Hi there. Uh, just before we get into the episode, this week on Is It Whack? Uh, content warning uh, in the discussion around this film, there are mentions of sexual assault um, from about 14 minutes and 30 seconds to about 16 minutes. So feel free to skip that little section. Not going to miss much. And yeah, uh, hope you enjoy this app. Thank you all for listening. I'm recording. recording. I'm recording. Sick. Everyone's recording? Yeah. yeah. It feels weird. We're all recording. Oh my god. In our own spots. This is yeah, crazy. Oh my gosh. Well, I have a song. Literally, what the heck? You have a song? I have a song. Yeah. Sing your song. Don't you forget <laughs> about me. Don't, 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 don't. Don't. Everyone now, this is gonna be interesting. Don't, I'm raising. To sync up, you can't see uh, me, over. guys, but my fist is in the air. Don't you <laughs> forget about me? <laughs> that was literally how I was gonna end the podcast, Funky. That was gonna be my joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> you wanna like wipe my mind? We can pretend that didn't happen. Okay, we all have to like yeah. stop wipe recording and then record again. Because Funky ruined it. <laughs> God, I'm so sorry. Well, it does start and Adam, end the movie. So I feel like you could still do it at the. Oh, no, or the, are you talking just specifically the fist bump? Well, oh, was, you're talking just specifically. You know how I like to. We end the episode how the movie ends, and then I'm, I was going to go. You guys can't see this, but my fist is in the air. Uh, but now uh, it's ruined. Oh, my God. I guess That's we're just going to have to. So now. We'll have to end the move or the episode abruptly. <laughs> Just cut out. We'll, we'll let them know early, though. We're pretty early into it, so yeah, yeah. I hope they're prepared. Adam, yeah. can you, when you're editing this, can you just do a little insert about, um, hey guys? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, um, what did we watch? Hello, hello. Well, we should greet the <laughs> audience first. That's true. Hey, we're we're in a we're Hi. in. Our own houses today, everyone. Hello. We're all of our underground bunkers. Yeah. And uh, we're also a podcast called Is It Whack? We look at movies and talk about whether or not they're whack. Would everyone agree with that statement? That is yes. exactly what we do. Correct. Yes. Cool. <laughs> and uh, today we're going to start a new, a, a new series um, that we're all recording from the comfort of our own homes in isolation uh and that series is about films that are all set in one location because that's where we all should be right now mm-hmm. in one location <laughs> preach yes yeah <laughs> would everyone agree with that statement <laughs> yes sir. should we yeah have a different version of our theme song that's like is it whack uh quarantine edition mm. one <laughs> do we have one what is that? What is that version like? I don't know. Just like someone goes, I don't know. I'm not a musician. <laughs> we'll, we'll develop one. Let's you just, develop one you take out like the vocal harmonies because you're supposed to be socially isolated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Do we want to introduce ourselves? Uh, I'm yeah. Funky. Do we? Of course. Hey. <laughs> Who are you guys? Oh, 
this is you know my, this is much harder uh, not in a circle in real life i gotta say yeah it is difficult not in a so. circle it is <laughs> i don't know I what like direction there's gonna be a going. lot more there's gonna be a lot more talking over each other this episode should we i like yeah i like to look at it like discord like looking at discord as the table right like looking <laughs> oh. at the icons there so okay. maybe adam yeah that's smart i i'm i'm adam um and the other thing I was going to say is there's also probably going to be a lot more of what? Sorry, can you repeat that? I don't know what you said. Yes. And th- and that'll that'll happen, uh, which I'm excited about. Honestly, that's great. Mm-hmm. That'll add some more spice. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm Adam. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, if this is the first time we've met. And if it's not the first time we met, then nice to meet you again. Because uh, you can always meet someone more than once, right? Can we all agree yeah. with that statement? Yeah, get people talking. No one talks about that enough. You, you can know. meet people whenever. <laughs> I love all meeting the time. people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always reintroducing myself to people because I forget that I've met them already. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. That's. Yeah, I suck. I'm always afraid. Say? I'm always afraid that I, like, I don't, I'm never the first person to introduce. I never say, like, oh, hey, I'm Adam. Uh, I wait for them to say it first because I'm scared, like, Maybe I have met them before, and yeah. I don't want to. I don't want. Yeah, that, Funky knows what I'm talking about. You're such an asshole if you introduce yourself to someone like multiple times. Yeah, like someone did, did that to me, and I'm like, dude, like, I like my name is weird. Still, like, how do you not remember <laughs> that? Like the third time. There's really. A, there's yeah. a guy I've known since I was. Oh, I, oh, I always. Hannah, you continue. No, 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 you. Continue. Oh, I was just gonna say, there's this guy I've known since like I was eleven. <laughs> Um, we used to go to summer camp together, and every time he meets me, he doesn't remember who I am, and I've met him, oh my God. like, eight oh times, my God. and he's dating, like, my friend's best friend, and I'm like, what? <laughs> but it's all right. I That's... forgive him. I just don't believe that they don't remember. Like, yeah, it just feels sinister. I don't know why. My brother still introduces himself to me every morning. <laughs> 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 Is your brother Drew Barrymore in Fifty First Dates? <laughs> That's your friend. Oh, yeah. Now I'm starting to think. Might be. Watch out. Um, who else we got here? Oh, we got <gasps> me, um, Hannah. Hey. And um, hey. Hi. Hi. Yeah, you guys can't see it, but I'm really dressed up for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> what is your what is your high school archetype? Oh, that's a great oh, question. Sh- we should we should have started that from the beginning. Okay. Well, we can go back. I don't yeah, we'll, we'll go, go back. around the circle. Um, also, I feel like when you go to an art school, which we all did, like, are there archetypes? Because it's kind of like more like divided by the art. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of how the five of us on Is It Whack would slot into each of these characters. And I, was <laughs> I was thinking about that. Mm-hmm, me too. <laughs> Sorry? It's difficult. I don't think we have a jock. Okay. Can I be Adam, the jock? Yeah. Can you give Actually, us, I, though? Adam. I guess I'd be the closest because I play basketball. <laughs> Is- <laughs> so if you consider that. <laughs> He's embarrassed to... <laughs> No, I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, you love basketball. You're the jock. Yeah, I love basketball. Um, okay, yeah, well, give it with the yeah, rest. well, you're you're the criminal, Hannah. Ooh. That's. Rude. I'm sorry. Wait, you no, got right, that. Introduce Hannah. yourself quickly. 
Pardon? <laughs> I'm Nara, you you introduced yourself. Oh, hi, I'm Nara, and if you hear a really loud sound in the background of my recording, I live across the street from a train track. So nice. <laughs> that might I might just not be able to hear you every like ten minutes. Because of trains. Okay. So. It's okay. I'm recording this under a highway, so it's really loud, too. I'm recording this underwater, so. I'm skydiving right now, so it's really, really difficult. Damn, y'all being wild. Yeah, and you keep screaming. Actually, if, if you guys do hear a loud sound on my part, it's probably me seeing an ant on my wall and smacking it. I've been seeing ants, and I hate ants so much. It's one of my biggest fears. But ants are you so chill. They, yeah, we've... You think they want to be We outside. have ants, you know. Nah, it's warmer here. My cat is so funny. He spends hours stalking the ants around <laughs> my house. Oh, she He doesn't, like, do anything to them. No, he doesn't do anything. He just, like, watches oh. them, and then you try to pick him up, and he freaks out. It's really... Yeah. Um, <laughs> what movie? Wait. Back to these archetypes, right? Oh, yeah, oh we never yeah. even said we were doing the Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> they can see the episode title, though. We're doing the Breakfast yeah, Club. Know, at this point. We're doing the Breakfast Club. If you haven't heard of or seen this movie, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't even think we need a summary corner because, like, everybody has seen this movie, right? There's, That's like, five people who are all high school archetypes, and they're all in detention, and it plays out how you would expect. Mm-hmm. We all know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like so like referenced and like like I feel like it's so quintessential, <laughs> right? Every this was no one's first time watching it, right? Uh, I actually want to talk about that in our little... wait. Yeah, it, but wait before we do. Why did you just send the ant bully Nara? Because that's <laughs> that's is you that, today. Is that Hannah's cat bullying all the ants, Adam? Oh. <laughs> Adam. Sorry, I got really yeah. distracted. Nara sent the Discord oh. server a, a letterbox of the ant bully. <laughs> I got really distracted trying to remember if it was a real movie or not. I'm sorry. I'll delete my message yeah. so we can focus again. That's okay. There's also ants. With yeah, Zed, I think. Ant is a... That's pretty cool. Uh, or A Bug's Life, which it copied. Yeah. Um. So well, I... Actually, this was my first time watching this movie. What? Same. Same. And I'm sorry to... It, I feel like I escaped it in high school. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was like, eh, breakfast club, breakfast club, breakfast club. In grade nine. I also had a friend. Yeah. I have a friend who looks exactly like him. Or looked like him in grade nine. You know the guy who plays the nerd? What's his name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Anthony Michael yeah, Hall. Yeah, my friend Jack looks like this guy. Like, oh, shout out Jack. Permanently. I'm like... I watched the whole movie. I'm like, Jack, is that you? It was very shocking. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I understand why it's referenced so much. Um, I had a good time with it. It's just my, it's my first, first view and thoughts. Yeah, it was one of those yeah, movies I, I had also assumed. never seen it before. But like, I feel like I had seen it before because yes. I, I, nothing was unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Whoa, so this, I honestly assumed that we were all seeing this for the 10 millionth time because like when I was like in grade nine and 10, I think I watched this movie so many times. Like why? I, yeah, probably, I don't know when, when I was in like grade seven or something, I remember watching it for the first time because they had like just put it on Netflix. 
mm-hmm. like in Canada. And I remember at that time, Netflix Canada. Shout not out that, Canada. Not that big variety. Not that big of a variety because it was pretty new here. No. But then they put the Breakfast Club There's... on it. <laughs> Did you like it? <laughs> what? Did you like the movie? I think I liked it a lot more as like a fresh 13 year old than I did watching it this time. Mm. Maybe that's just because like between mm. being a fresh 13 year old and now I have seen so many like pastiches and like parodies of it that I'm like kind of kind of over it or I'm used to it or it doesn't like hold as much weight because I just see it as like this cliche now. But I still appreciate it. It's still it's still a pretty good time. I want to know why you watched it so many times, Hannah. What's um, so appealing? Because I feel like it... Well, one, I think it's like a movie that a lot of people who are our age, our parents, were teenagers around the time it came out. So mm. I, for me, it was like a movie my parents showed me. And I think a lot of kids... It was like that. They were like, oh, this was like the movie, you know, when we were teenagers. And so I remember watching with my mom. I think my mom and I went to see it at the review, like on the big screen, which was like fun. And then, yeah, I don't know. It just like, it like hit something. Like I I loved it. Um, And it's something like, it's a comforting movie. I just feel like I can like go back to and watch really easily. So I guess... I don't know. I feel like a lot of people watch The Breakfast Club a million times, or am I crazy? <laughs> yeah. It... Um, I realized, though, I picked it because it went with the theme, but it's... I, I wasn't sure once I'd, like, picked it, like, if... I was like, I don't know if this is even something we can debate about whackness. Like, I don't think it's a particularly whack movie, but what do you guys think? Hmm. I, one thing that I thought was whack was kind of like the tonal shifts. There's like a lot of like stakes being raised super quickly and I, I didn't see it coming, <laughs> but I guess they're just like teenagers. Like I, it seemed like they were having fun a lot of the time and then just randomly something would happen and then they'd be mad at each other. And I'm like, why are you mad at each other again? Yeah. Please. I mean, they're no, mad like, at each other a lot. Yes. They're mad at each other. Like, I don't understand the ending just because they're mad at each other for, like, the entire film. Yes. And I'm also, yeah. like... That, I think... I, the no, the tonal shifts going. are hard to read, too. Sorry. What? Oh, I was just saying, yeah, but... Oh, I thought Nara was going to say something. I'm oh, sorry. This is crazy over video chat, you know? It's hard to it keep is. track. It is. Nara, what's popping? Oh, I was, just, gonna say? I was just going to say it's also thought it was whack how um what's his name bender the uh criminal spent the entire movie like gaslighting claire and then they got together at the end and i'm like stop yeah oh yeah Harassing i mean not only that like time. yeah he, yeah he's like negging her the whole movie he he straight up sexually assaults her at one point yes. when he's under the table and and i do think that yeah. that's super whack and and and, and actually generally I, I was mostly enjoying the movie but i think it really doesn't stick the landing i think that it is pretty fucked that uh those two characters end up together mm-hmm. um i even think it's kind of uh messed up the way that the other two characters end up together i mean it's less problematic but it's still like oh i like the, you know she had the I makeover like the and now together. she's seen yeah. as desirable i don't no. know i i i don't vibe okay i'm going to defend that later but um, 
no, I definitely agree with you, and I think that that's something that's happened with a lot of John Hughes movies, particularly Sixteen Candles. Have any of you seen that? No. Nay. Okay, like, that movie is, it's, like, really, you go back and watch it, it's super rapey. Like, their thing is, is that there are parts of it that, like, I like, but then there are things that are just completely inexcusable. There's, like, like a really, like, racist portrayal of, like, a Chinese character, and then there's also just, like, Anthony Michael Hall and Molly Ringwald star in that as well, and, like, Anthony Michael Hall, a guy basically gives his, like, passed out drunken girlfriend to Anthony Michael Hall, and he, like, has sex with her, and she just, like, wakes up and is like, what? Oh, God. And it's, like, a joke, and it's supposed to be, like, the nerd, like, gets this. It's crazy. It's, yeah. Huh, it feels kind of, like, John Greeny, like, in terms of, like, white man protagonists and just, like, not really caring about, like, the grander scope of situations, just Mm -hmm. pandering to that. Yeah. I mean, I think this definitely set up, like, the John Green types of, like, like stories because like mm. this movie and like john hughes's like other teen films are so influential yeah. so like i'm sure that this is probably was an inspiration for all that stuff and probably inspired a lot of people in real life too which is really fucked up i mean these were hugely influential movies and hugely popular movies and i think it shaped a lot of people's yeah. perception of the world like especially because they're movies that are made specifically for uh young people High schoolers. Yeah. And that's what's so whack about it to me. Like, the movie itself is is relatively whack, but, like, that's the whackest element for me. I would say, like, it was also just, like, that was, like, the 80s. Like, the 80s, there are so many, like, movies where, like, like, basically, like, sexual assault or, like, sexual harassment are used as jokes. Like... I think I've never seen Revenge of the Nerds, but I think that that's a big part of it. And I think that was just like the general like 80s approach to that. Like sexual harassment was like not really like a thing that people considered until like like the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like not not in the same way, not excusing the film. And like there's some pretty gross stuff in this and 16 Candles. But just like, yeah, it, it's weird. I think that like, the type of stuff that was like acceptable as jokes then is very different from now yeah i also think part of it is like john hughes also like wrote this film so it's obviously like very much his like perspective of like what will sell like what is a white man gonna write a story about and like what will Mm -hmm. sell in hollywood to not just like a female audience but trying to get like the widest audience possible yeah i mean but pretty in pink and 16 candles do feel very like female kind of like center like i liked pretty i guess those are yeah that's one of them that i actually saw (laughs) (laughs) that's like the trifecta the molly ringwald like trifecta ah I haven't seen any John Hughes other than this. I, I must confess. How did you go to ESA in film and like <laughs> not have someone make you watch John Hughes movies? I, I think like, that... Some uh, of those kids were obsessed. That's a great question. Yeah, I think that I like actively was a bit of a contrarian, mm. uh, I would say. In the, or at least, like I don't know if I would say it, because I was never like against watching them. But there were so many people that were so, so, so into John Hughes movies. 
And I guess I never caught that wave early on. I was more into weird genre stuff. My favorite franchises, not that John Hughes movies are a franchise, but I kind of see it as one. It's all of one type. Mm-hmm. But I was into like Planet of the Apes and the Rocky movies, and those were like my, I felt like that was my thing. And and sometimes when like everyone is already into a thing, it's not me deciding to not like it for any kind, or not approach it for any kind of like uh contrarian or like oh i don't want to do this because everyone else is into it but it doesn't feel as much like i don't know i like having kind of a feeling that the things that i'm into are really unique to me (laughs) which i guess is an annoying thing to say uh but i i feel that way and so everyone else is already into those john hughes movies and i was like ah that's cool that's their thing i don't i I don't need that to be my thing Mm. That's how I feel about Star Wars and, like, a lot of nerd culture stuff. I'm, like, I used to take so much pride in never having seen Star Wars because I was, like, uh, everyone watches it. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Never mind. I think it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, like, I was saying earlier how it's been, like, so redone. Also, like, with Star Wars, like, it's been, like, so redone in other popular culture. You're, like, what's the point of me watching it when I already get the gist? Mm-hmm. And like yeah. I understand the references because you guys won't stop fucking referencing <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just feel like I, I kind of already knew what the Breakfast Club was. I mean, just for this example, or Ferris Bueller as well. I'm like, I already know what that movie is. You've never seen so, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller no. hits so hard. Ferris Bueller's that better one... than this. Ferris Bueller's better than Breakfast Club. No offense to Breakfast Club. Yes. Okay. Disagree. Like I definitely like love the Breakfast Club, but like. Ferris Bueller is how have you not seen that freaking movie what did you watch movies with your parents as a kid yeah but we watched different movies like my dad showed me all the made me watch all these movies wow my dad showed me like freaking Oz and and the X-Files and the Sopranos those are all tv shows obviously but like those are the kind of stuff he was into and that's what I watched with him I I, we never really watched movies like this that's not what my parents were into Mm. same I just like heard of it and i was like oh this guy's skipping class let me watch this movie <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it was pretty epic i must say <laughs> um i want to talk about a part in this i guess i just want to talk about the criminal a little bit yeah let's talk about the criminal what uh what was up with this guy he was kind of an asshole the entire time I think. (laughs) And even when I thought that they were becoming friends, it seemed like he was the one that was always pushing back and like sending them back to enemies. Uh, Yeah. What, like, what was that all about? Like, did, did you guys like that character or was he supposed to be likable? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Um, he's got the, he's got, Sarah, Hannah, you go, please. Oh no. Just like, he's definitely, I find like, like, I think they managed to, even though, like, he definitely is, like, an asshole, like, he's, I don't know, I think they, he's an empathetic character, like, I think they all are, that's, but I also, I get why you'd be, like, I don't know, Adam, what were you gonna say? Well, you understand, uh, once he goes into his, um, parental situation, you understand, like, where his, uh, attitude comes from, and you also understand that, like, the teacher or the principal, whoever that is, is kind of like an extension of his abusive parents. Mm-hmm. Um, like, 
the teacher also threatens him physically and just has this obviously authoritarian uh, attitude that like makes sense why he would rebel in this scenario and every scenario. And, and it's the classic like bully thing where it's like um, in order to gain control and, and dominance and any kind of semblance of control in his life, he needs to like inflict that dominance upon other people who he seem, who he deems as weaker. So I understood where it comes from, but, yeah. but he's so also, infuriating sorry. the whole time. And like, I never, like, I don't feel like yeah. he has much of a turn. Like even at the end, I still hate him. Yeah. But I feel like, like, yes, there's like that whole like classic bully thing. But at the same time, I think like it's clear just how used he is, used to, like he is uh, just Wait, what am I... Okay. He's very used to being, like, written off. Like, I think the way the teacher speaks mm-hmm. to him, like, it's not just, like, verbally, like, abusive, but it's, it's like... It's, like, it really is, like, he doesn't matter. And, like, this is, like, he what people right. have expected of him his whole life. And, like, even when they're talking about, like, becoming their parents, like, I feel like you can see how, like, he knows that, like, he's on track to being just like his, but, like, he really doesn't want to be, but, like, like he has nothing, like, no one rooting for him, so, therefore, like, nothing to kind of keep him trying mm. not to go down that path. And, like, I think Molly Ringwald, like, to him represents, like, this completely, complete opposite to himself, so he, like, he hates her, and, like, he treats her really terribly, mm-hmm. but... I think even the fact that, like, when she comes to find him in the closet, he clear like, he's, he's clearly likes her, I guess. Like, in a way, like, that, I feel like, shows a turn to me because I think earlier in the film, he would have just, like, done something to reject her and make her feel worse because he does hate her and he is putting this anger onto her. I don't know. What, right, right, what yeah. Is, you guys? Mm. I don't know. I also... Yeah. I... Wait... Funky, do you want to go? Oh, no, go, go, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel like his character is, like, really, like, annoying, but I also can't really see, like, like, I also feel like he has so many, like, so much more, like, not screen time, but he's the focal point of so many more scenes than any other characters. Um, And I think his character Mm -hmm. is sort of, like, necessary to be, like, that dramatic and over the top to carry the film. I also think, like, that actor probably gives one of the better performances in the film, or at least is given the opportunity to give a better performance. Cause I feel like Ali Sheedy and like Emilio Estevez um, and Molly Ringwald. What? I think they're bit. good. No, I think they're good. I just don't think they have, they weren't given as much like room to like grow their characters. Cause I what? like, I don't know. I was just like, Sorry. Emilio Sorry. Estevez, you're just being a social worker the entire time. And then Ali Sheedy is like, Oh my God. Talks for like, a quarter but of the when, film. But when, like, Emilio Estevez has that, like, tells a story about, like, his dad and stuff, and he starts yeah, to cry, that. like, I got really, like, I've seen this movie so many times, and I knew it was coming, and, like, it took me off guard when I was watching it again, and I, like, got emotional. I think he... When Emilio I, Estevez like, is, the, is the athlete, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I thought I think he's great in this. Yeah, I really love that Anthony monologue Michael he gives at the great end. Too. I just I just can't. I'm just like all of these are like so like I I guess it's just like the way the entire film is set up where it's they're all like portraying this like 
like what they're supposed to be seen as and then they're like get reach a breaking point and flip whereas like um like the criminal character had more of those ups and downs throughout instead of just like breaking at one point you could see like the build-up and then the decline as as the yes. opposed to like a sharp sure like yeah. turn which i think i appreciate that is yeah more. that is very interesting because i do think that like a lot of the movie is structured like here is the archetypes and then now it's like uh, but we all got to understand that they all come from the same place. Like they're all broken in some kind of way at home and that's where it comes from. And I, I do see what you're saying, Nara. That is interesting that like his story isn't structured in exactly the same way. It's not like this is who he is and now dark, sad, personal life. Mm-hmm. And then he gets better. Right. I mean, I feel like the the thing is is that like that character because like, the way people see him is like based off of the fact that he comes from like this like like bad home right where the other ones it's like they're they're, these are like these they were able to create separate identities for themselves at school that like fit into these like archetypes but his archetype like he's defined by the fact that Mm. he's like from this like bad place and that's why it's like so out there from the beginning Mm. you know what i mean like the rest of them, they're like defined by what they do at school, and he's defined by where he comes from. Yeah, just his life is all around the home. I, you know, yeah, you know when he's like getting uh, extra detentions or whatever, like de- extra Saturdays. I actually hated yeah. it. It made me feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> like he kept going. I was like, just stop. Like, please, just stop. You know, I think that actually hits on the reason why I. I'm not a big fan of him in the movie because uh, a lot of the movie is like yelling and cursing at each other and uh, just this really argumentative uh, structure all the time. Um, and the tender moments are the ones that I always love the most. And I know you need to have the arguments for the tenderness to come out. Um, but he's the one that's always pushing forward arguing arguing everyone's mad at each other everyone hates each other yada yada mm-hmm. and it just becomes kind of exhausting for me and so i'm i'm, I'm just like oh, i don't want to see any more of this guy i want to hear from these other people i don't want more arguing i want tenderness yeah yeah i mean but he drives the plot that's the thing is like none of this stuff would even fuck a plot if they're <laughs> the plot of the film I, think I know. I said he's fuck the reason a plot. that everything happens. <laughs> he's, he's the reason they have to run through the hallways of the school. He's the reason they smoke weed. Oh yeah. He causes yeah. the conflicts. He gets them all talking. He does, but he also reminds me of like that kid in school who would just like stop the class from doing some fun stuff, and the teacher would be like, <laughs> "We're not doing this until this guy stops," and everyone's like, "Oh my god, just stop! Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> Please, we just want to like leave." Or whatever. <laughs> so that just brought back horrible memories <laughs> for me. Yeah, that's and, fair. But one thing I think that is, like, um, like keeping in mind with, like, his character, um, like, this, so this film's from the 80s, and, like, classism in the 80s was, like, like, a lot of John Hughes' films, like, Pretty in Pink also kind of deals with, like, classism and, like, class. And, but I think it was, like, the whole... Being cool was about appearing, like, rich and, like, being a preppy and, like, being all these things. So, like, I think for us now watching it, we're like, oh, my God, this guy wears flannel shirts. Like, boo-hoo. <laughs> but I, didn't I really think, think then that. it was supposed to, like, hit harder. No, no, I know. I just mean, like, I think 
maybe it would have like resonated stronger sure. with like the kind of like teen culture at the time that he like clearly came from like this like I don't know. Yeah, no, I I, I hear what you're saying there because like I did not get their clothing as like representative of their character or background really like it felt kind of just like oh this is the bad guy he's gonna wear like edgy flannel i did get that vibe <laughs> but i now hearing what you're saying that's interesting i like this but i also think that's a very like suburban take like i don't think that would translate to inner city uh audiences mm. no it, yeah that doesn't not. feel because it's yeah. like there's, there's you other know i don't films. know if this is adam go oh I was going to say, I don't know if this is uh, was intentional at all at the time, but it's something I think about in uh, contemporary uh, uh, viewing of it. The whole thing kind of reminded me of this cut video, this 1000 to 1 video, the high schoolers one. Have you guys seen that? No, what is it? Uh, well, 1000 to 1 is a series that cut does where they like they bring in a group of people and then they're going to give $1,000 to one of them, but everyone has to decide amongst them who gets the $1,000. Whoa. And so this one, which is my favorite one, is, is high schoolers. And, uh, and in that video and in this movie, I thought in both cases, you can kind of see this like weird competition where like everyone is so totally aware of the way that they're perceived by others. And like nobody really wants to present themselves as the one that's like the most privileged because they know that's super uncool. But they also don't want to seem like they're like putting their suffering over anyone else's or that they're saying like they have it the worst um, mm. because that's also really uncool. And so there becomes this like really interesting dynamic of how they like present their own issues uh, to the world. Uh, and I thought about that a lot while I was watching the movie that I thought was really interesting. That is like the opposite of... Um... I don't know. Should I just say it? Should I just say the school? But uh, high school, arts high school yeah. that many of us attended was like the opposite of that. Cause it was, or at least when I went there, because it was just oppression Olympics all the time. Everybody trying to be the most <laughs> oppressed because most people were very privileged really? at the school. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that's and people, thrift, you feel thrift like... culture as well. Like, I, I feel like some yeah. of that can be can be used to help that argument. Of like, oh, I'm I'm doing the worst right now. I feel like, but. like in a strange way, this film sort of like contributed to that culture or like really? films like this where it's like everybody seems perfect, but secretly we're all broken people with hard lives sort of contributed to that culture because it like it sort of brought an awareness that everybody had their issues. So nobody's issues were really that big or like it was like blown up on such a massive mm. scale that at a certain point you're like, yeah, everybody has like a hard time. So people were trying to make like people just wanted attention, which is like the same as all yeah. the kids in this film. It's like they really just wanted attention and somebody to like listen to their like grievances and the authority figures in their life could not provide that validation. So it's sort of sad that they had to turn to like other people in the same situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the the reason this movie, like, has the kind of place in popular culture that it does is because it was kind of the first movie to do that. Mm, Like, so many teen movies almost try to recreate that, where they're like, here are two characters from different backgrounds, and they don't get along, and then they do. Um, I feel like this movie (laughs) is the reason that entire, like, trope exists, really. Mm. 
And, like, I think, I don't know, like, I feel like it's probably, like, good that, like, people saw, like, a movie where people talked about how they were really feeling. I don't know. Yeah. I think that it's valid. I, I think that it's totally valid. And I think that is, like, those were the parts that were most interesting to me was when they actually stripped back their persona, uh, said the bad things that were going on in their life. And also it kind of informed why they um, like uh, present the persona that they do. I thought those things were all really interesting. I, I just thought it was interesting, like in relating to that cut video in the way that people, that in the way that the characters were so, uh, were so conscious of the, of how they're perceived and how their privilege or not privilege um, is perceived by the people around them. I thought that was really fascinating. Yeah, it was. It was kind of odd. Like I, I like that they could all get together because of their suffering and stuff. But it was weird. Like there's a scene where uh, I don't know the characters' names, uh, but the criminal guy is is talking to Molly Ringwald and is like. Oh, are those real diamonds? Did your dad get you real diamonds? And uh, I didn't realize she was just, like, stacked on stack like that. But it just felt really weird for him to just, like, yell all that right then. Like, (laughs) that was one of the, like, happy moments I was talking about. Like, that felt like it got kind of ruined by that. Um, Yeah. Were they all... I I just don't understand where the companionship comes in and then, like it's suddenly gone. Like why, why, I just don't understand why he decides to throw it away. But because I think he's angry at her. Like he, like even when he's probably angry, like he's angry that he's getting along with her because she represents everything that like he tries to hate and like has frustration towards. Mm. So like, I think even when they are getting along, like even like the ending to me, like I don't see it as them getting together I think it's like they share this moment but like there's something really sad about like when they leave each other like I find like it's just like they like kiss each other goodbye but like neither of them look happy like it's almost like they know that like this could never be a real thing Mm -hmm. outside of that day Mm -hmm. as like I think it's like like this one time like this happened and it's like like he couldn't no he couldn't tell anyone no one would believe him that this happened and like she'll probably ignore him in the hallway next time they see each other but like it's like i don't know like he, this is a I, a character who is like a told he's a loser always and like loses in everything and this is just like one little victory for himself i like that reading a lot more than like how i took it like that they just got together got together at the end like i if 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 like the world was that they just never or their their hallway experiences were still awkward and stuff like that would be nice but i just it, it felt like they were like together at the end i don't know and that was kind of really? jarring i felt the ending to me felt like just how molly ringwald described it earlier which is that like the, like they kind of know this was like a one off mm. i feel like maybe ali Sheedy and emilio estevez like I feel like that has a better chance of turning into a real thing than Molly Ringwald and um, 
I can't remember the actor's name. Do you think that other relationship has a chance of turning into something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like know the his... first time they ever talked was Did when they kissed. Did you not see that cutting <laughs> no, during the conversation? No, that's not true. The editing during the I conversation? Really, I really... Hannah, you go. What was the editing like? Oh, the editing? It'd just be like Ali Shidu would say no, something. I just... Cut no. to... Sorry for cutting you off. Cut to Emilio Estevez smirking. Cut back to Ali Shidi saying something. <laughs> like, that was no. the editing. I think he liked her. Like, I think he as a character is like feels like he's at a breaking point that Molly Ringwald isn't at, where, like, if he wanted to date someone that wasn't, like, in their friend group, he'd be more likely to. And I think that he, she is almost, like, the embodiment of everything he suppresses. And I think right. he seems, like, kind of intrigued by her from the beginning, even though he's, like, kind of freaked out by her, like, when they go to get the Cokes together. And, like, I don't know... I just feel like they make more sense to me than Molly Ringwald and Jed Nelson do. I feel like they have like actual emotional chemistry and Molly and Judd it's more like like a this kind of love hate like chemistry. Right. Maybe that's just my reading. But the <laughs> but the makeover doesn't seem like her and it seems like he likes her and is so much more interested in her sexually once she does the makeover. Yeah. I think at that point he's like no. I can admit it now cuz you are acceptable to my crowd. Yes. Right, but, yeah, exactly. But that feels against, like, the point no. of the movie. Still, no, no, I like, just, I feel like they're... the makeover is her opening up a bit. Like, when Molly Ringwald is, like, when she asks why she's being so nice to her, and she's like, because you're letting me. Like, I think it's genuinely her saying, like, I'm going to put down my defense mechanisms, and part of that is the way she dresses. And right. not to say that, like, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't necessarily see it as her, like, going, okay, I'm going to start being this way now. But she's just kind of, like, letting herself be open to people. And, like, let letting Molly Ringwald do that is, like, I think a big thing for that character's development. And I think Emilio Estevez, it's more like, oh, now I'm seeing you without your fence or your guards up as much. Mm. That's how, maybe it's because I've seen this movie so many times, but, like, that's how I read it this time. I don't know. Knowing that they get together, also. Well, I, yeah, yeah. Um, I also think, like, like you were saying, I don't remember who was saying about how like Emilio Estevez. I think Hannah, you're saying it, like doesn't or Emilio Estevez's character doesn't care as much about like the stakes of high school as like Molly Ringwald's character does. Because honestly, his character was like my favorite through the entire film because he just reacted so differently than every other character did like there was never any like anger or defense he very much was like playing this like like there was some like defense and anger but not as often he was playing like this weird middle ground um Mm -hmm. and he seemed like a lot more Mm -hmm. like empathetic to everybody around him um i don't know if that was genuine or like if it was just him like trying to get through like being like i'm done with high school get me out of here i i think that like i mean his big moment is when he has that monologue at the end where he admits that like he beat up this kid or whatever uh, because that was him trying to be the person that like his dad wanted him to be and who he kind of expected to be. But immediately he reacts with extreme empathy that he's like, oh my God, like I fucked up this kid and now this kid is going to have to like live with this. Uh, I think that the whole movie, you can kind of see that. And, it, and that monologue makes so much sense because throughout the movie, it seems like he's almost putting forth this presentation of, I'm the jock, I'm the tough guy, I'm whatever. But he does seem to have a lot of empathy for everyone around him. 
Yeah. Oh, can we talk about the lunch scene? Because that's my favorite scene in the film. Yes. Where I just love when Emilio Estevez takes, like, keeps taking things out of this paper sack and then he stops. Then he picks the sack back up and takes (laughs) more stuff out of it. Genius. Genius. I love how Molly Ringwald has sushi for lunch. Like, that doesn't look like from takeout. Like, did you make sushi this morning? And she has the weird little, like, wooden plinth to put it on, plus the, like, actual soy sauce, like, (laughs) bottle. She just robbed it from a restaurant. Like, (laughs) um, I did, uh... One part about that scene that made me kind of feel whack was the, uh when the criminals was taking the food out of the nerd's lunchbox, like, I was like, don't do that. Ugh. That just reminds me of, like, people being like, oh, your food sucks. Like, I was like, uh. I think he's angry because he doesn't have a lunch. Yeah. Like, I think it's literally him looking at all these, yeah, that's his character. Like, I think he's, like, looking at all these people taking out their lunches. He's being a dick about it. And then he sees this kid with, like, this perfect lunch that's like got like sandwich with the crust crust off and like a thermos of soup and he's like it like yeah he's being a dick about it but it's because he's like angry and he's clearly jealous because he doesn't have food mm-hmm. maybe we already covered this but i just wanted to say i'm kind of thinking now like going back to the idea of like oh, every time there's a tender moment, then he just ruins it. He goes back and whatever. It doesn't make sense. Like, I think you were saying this, Hannah, that he has built his whole identity on, like, I am so different from all these other people that I perceive as, like, they've got it great. Their parents love them. They're doing well, yada, yada. And he's built his whole persona on, I am the complete opposite of that. So he totally resents any kind of, like, kindness any kind of kind moment that he shares with any of them, because that to him is like a betrayal of his own image. Yeah. And like, I think he's kind of antagonized these people the same way he knows that they've antagonized him. So it's like letting them in is like, yeah. Like them or, or just like the, the idea of them has. Well, the idea of them, but they've antagonized the idea of him, like, the idea mm-hmm. of them that they come in as, right? So him having to admit to himself that, like, these people that I, I hate because I assume they hate me aren't maybe as terrible or we're not that different. And like, Yeah, and he's noticing that, like, oh, yeah, they, like, they also have problems as well. And now he has to realize that, and that makes him feel like, yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> he's so angry at the world, and that anger makes him feel justified in all his shitty behavior. Yeah. Right? And then realizing that he's, other people have their own reasons to be angry makes him probably feel less justified in how he's been treating them. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what I meant to say. You said it better than me. Thank you. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> that's no, that's giving I'm me a better... i sure I wasn't cut off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> It's giving me a better understanding of that character because I was watching the whole movie just like scratching my head like Did people like this guy like when it came out like was he (laughs) Like the cool dude because I didn't I think he probably I mean like I haven't sorry I cut you off. Oh, no, no go (laughs) I didn't watch it at the time. It was the first time I've seen it and like I 
I have a suspicion that he was seen as cooler than the way that we're seeing him now. I feel like he was the, like, bad boy. The movie ends with him. The most iconic image is him holding up his hand. And I think that he was kind of the cool bad boy, even if you don't necessarily like all the stuff he's doing. Yeah. But I still think he's a fascinating character watching him now, even though I don't think he's cool at all. But that's almost more interesting to me that he's like, he's just this asshole. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be an underdog too, which is weird now. But I think we still resonate, like you guys were saying, with like the rebellious, like underdog nature of that character. I think now it's just hard to like overlook, like the sexual assault stuff and like yeah. his yeah, like general totally. attitude towards other people um because like obviously mm. society's values have shifted when we have like a more globalized and more connected society i mean i also think that like at the time this movie was made like would we see him now and we're like oh that's how like cool like edgy wannabe kids would dress you know what i mean but like then it was like <laughs> yeah i think it was cool to be the jock in an unironic way, right? Oh my like, God. It was genuinely just cool to wear a Letterman jacket and to have like a clean yeah. cut hair style. I can't visualize that. Like that is so wild. I know. <laughs> but even think about Ferris Bueller. Like Ferris Bueller was cool. It wasn't like, is he cool? It was like the whole movie was about how freaking cool this kid was. And he had this like really kind of like put together haircut and he wore his like big kind of I can't remember what he wore. He had a vest and like a jacket and he looked preppy-ish. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he was so weird. Like, like I felt like he was different than all the other characters. Like I think he was like in Ferris Bueller, I think he's like he... cool, but not in a like cool, like aspirational way, in a cool, like, oh, he's interesting to like watch and talk about what? and be around way. Guys, the whole movie is about how the school like ceases to function properly because he's gone <laughs> for the day. <laughs> People make wow, save like Ferris balloons. He's out. dating a cheerleader. Like he's completely aspirationally cool. He does all these things that everybody like when you're like a kid, you're like, oh my God. He went and sang up on a float <laughs> in a parade. And like yeah. <laughs> But he's like a cartoon character. He's it's not a real weird person. Because the way he looks now doesn't look that cool to us. He's like what? a car- I think like maybe that's the thing in Ferris Bueller where he's like cool in high school, but once you leave high school he's not cool, which is his, his like entire dilemma about not wanting to like graduate. Not to talk about Ferris Bueller, but sure. yeah. Yeah. No, now I want to rewatch Ferris Same, Bueller. Same honestly. Like, Dang, that's gonna make me want to leave the house so bad. I I thought about this many times before in terms of like, for all of life, all of movies, until probably like pretty recently, I would say, uh, jocks were really cool on screen, always really cool. And I don't, I, I feel like there's been a huge shift in the real world, but I also can't really tell because I think like the schools we went to specifically, um, that is just not a factor at all. Like being mm-hmm. a jock isn't cool at an mm-hmm. art school. Um, but I wonder if that's still present in the real world or if like we were just in a weird bubble or if movies were just like perpetuating something that hasn't been true for a long time. But I feel like movies now for teens, like they villainize like jocks. Yeah. But not in the 80s. I don't think... I think being a jock is still cool, IRL, like to a degree. 
Really? Really? Yeah, because it's like I don't know if it's like cool, huh. cool per se, but it like is very like socially it gives you a lot of advantage because you're put into like these social situations where everybody's going through the same stuff and you have to be there for like so long like so many hours of the day like especially for high school like sports and for like rep sports Mm. so it's like instant connection and then it's like i think not necessarily the fact that like being a jock is cool but like people see that like very deep connection you have with other people and envy that yeah but Mm. i feel like it's more like in the move in the movies we've watched it's like all you have to do is wear a jock jacket and you are cool (laughs) just a letter but i but i do think like there is yeah there is still something about sports even like you know it it does bring people together in a certain way and like even in high school when uh when uh not to brag or anything but when we uh made it to the finals and won the championship on the hockey team uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) not to brag you said that in such a bragging uh, tone i was on the team I was on the team. I was the goalie. Anyway, uh, the whole school got let out that gate that day. If anyone what? wanted to go to the game, yeah, you don't remember that. No, but yeah, to you be fair, to I hated That's all whack. of the guys in my year that were into sports. Like I hated them. And yeah, no, I so, understand. But I'm just saying. Like, but it, I just it, mean I didn't pay attention to sports. I was. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people probably just cut class and didn't go. to to the game which i understand but um it was still like i don't know there was still even at an art school it's like oh we're in the finals let's go watch it instead of go to school i watched but do you, did you feel cooler as a hockey player oh yeah uh no because i didn't really like most of the other guys on the team <laughs> is that why you were goalie <laughs> so you were just doing for the sport I like playing, but I don't like the culture of hockey. That's why Did I stopped playing. Did you even date a cheerleader, Adam? <laughs> we didn't have cheerleaders. Otherwise, uh, Were yeah. Were you prom king? <laughs> yeah, I was prom king. Um, Funky, what were you going to say, Funky, before I cut you off? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I just, I was so bored the other day that I watched a movie on a sports uh, broadcaster. What, Marty Glickman, do you guys know that guy? No? No. Uh, anyways, he commentated mm-hmm. a bunch of sports. Um, and it was just this long-ass documentary about him. At the end of it, I was just like, um, damn, people really love sports. Like, even more than I thought. <laughs> like, so maybe they're still cool. Wait, can I just say one maybe thing about... Cool. But are they cool? About high school jocks? Yes. I think yeah. mm-hmm. high school sports jocks within the last, like, four or five years has shifted to, like, skateboard mans. Because wow. you still, oh, like, wow. a, except the thing is, is that they're still jocks. They're just jocks that are then paired with that, like, rebellious nature. So it's like you get Emilio Estevez and you get the criminal Judd Nelson put into one character. They're already jocks. They're, but, like, they but are. I feel like I f- but I feel like the difference is that, like, schools don't have skateboarding teams. So it's, like, the kind of coolness behind jocks, at least in, like, movies like The Breakfast Club, I think comes with the fact that they're victorious in some way. Or that you can go to a game and, like, watch them show off what they can do. And they're, like, recognized for that. And mm. skateboarding is such, like, a... But I think... And it's also so rooted in, like, counter, or like, subculture that it's, like... But I think, like... I think, I think those guys are just assholes. That's the... No, but I think skateboarding still has that, like... <laughs> that, like, um... <laughs> the, like, showing off what you can do, but it's just shifted as the internet's grown because it's, like, kind of cooler to, like, 
edit and make these like skate clips than it is to just be like here's a compilation yeah. of me like s- kicking a ball into a soccer net mm-hmm. but i think that's also like be based off of the types of schools we went to again and like the parts of the internet we occupy hmm. yeah i still think but like also, i think that being like a meathead i think that's just a dude that, thing i think that <laughs> yeah probably but I think that like the meathead jock is not really uh, is not really cool anymore. But there's still some element of jockness that will always be cool. I think it's literally hanging out in big groups of guys and being dicks to people is cool. Being Sorry. hanging out in I'm just being big <laughs> groups of guys, being dicks to people, and being like I have some athletic ability. That, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. But that, you could describe that and cut the athletic ability part, and those people still exist at our art school for sure. Mm. Like, that will always be true. When I thought that skaters were cute, I didn't care how good they were at skateboarding. It was just that they were part of this, like, subculture, and, like, they had such a group mentality, and they were like, yeah, we do this thing, and it's, like, our thing defines us for some stupid way. Yeah, but it's, like... I feel like whenever you're part of a thing, there's always, like, some underlying culture, and skate culture is so freaking misogynistic at the at its roots. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, skaters. Sorry, skaters. <laughs> Are we, like, officially an anti-skater <laughs> pod now? No, I'm just... No, I have shit. an anti-skater stance. They can take some <laughs> criticism. I love us... He was a skater what they boy. do is stupid. I love us theorizing about jocks just yeah. now <laughs> yeah yeah as great. if a jock would ever listen to this <laughs> if you're a jock and you listen please the, let us know the one jock screaming no that's not how it's like that's not how we do it wait is <laughs> being a jock in 2020 the same as being a tiktok dancer oh wow. is that what the that's jocks the new are jock. now that's no the new i don't jocks. think oh i don't think tiktok dancers oh can be jocks because there's no social aspect to it the social aspect is not there yeah, it's just I, all online. I, uh, yeah, there is sorry, a social aspect a for sure. Joke. And you have so much to- yeah, social you capital do by it. becoming yeah. viral. You can also Ask make... Funke. Funke's viral, and he's he's so cool. <laughs> yeah. You can make a TikTok dance with friends in the do same room. Do you feel like you scored a yeah. goal every time you get a retweet? No. <laughs> I feel like worse and worse every day. <laughs> okay, oh, no. So based oh, no. off of this, I'm going to say it. Funke's the jock. <gasps> Oh, oh okay yeah we gotta um, come back around <laughs> yeah especially because i have to go like really soon yeah i don't want to be a cyber jock cyber jock how about we how about we give ourselves breakfast club titles but for 2020 so um funky is a, a internet famous person uh, <laughs> okay into famous person <laughs> there's gotta be cooler names we have to have cooler names for these. you're a viral Funky's viral. Oh, the I viral. Sound like a disease. <laughs> Funky's viral. Um, <laughs> Nora, what are you? I don't know. What's Nora? Hannah, you come up with it. This is you're you're the expert on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, you are. Yeah, but I'm not. In... I don't know. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> I have one thing we need to do. Um, what can we learn from this film about um, what it's like to be in one place for a long time? Um, you should pull four strangers from the street and make them sit with you 
Wait. And get to know where they really come from. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> Stay safe. Yeah, that's a bad thing to do right now. Yeah, quarantine you're not with to have four strangers. Um, you should spend think... your quarantine time thinking of really good and witty insults to say to the authority figure in your life who you do not respect. Such, such yes. as, does oh, Barry Manilow wow. know you've to eat your shorts. That was fun. That guy. Okay, can we talk about the the teacher's fit? Because that was so good. I don't know why he was getting roasted. <laughs> he yeah, he looked pretty great. Nice stuff. Uh, I, um, I was gonna I say. Think. Uh, oh. Oh, oh. Yeah. I'm just. I'm, I'm gonna say my thing real quick. Uh, the thing I think oh, yeah, we should yeah. learn is to not argue because that felt so stressful. Mm. Knowing that they were stuck mm. there for so long, like I feel like getting along is is kind of goals. For me, at least. Yeah, I, I also think we can um, search inward and learn about why we present the personas that we do and um, where that's motivated from. And I think that will create, we'll, we'll become better people in the process. And that could only happen by being isolated. So that's what we could learn, Also, in my opinion. We should start... Um, a TikTok dance challenge that's like the dance they do in the library but mostly just because <laughs> I can't do any of the TikTok dances and that's like the only one I can think of that I could actually do you can do the TikTok it's... dances yeah you could do them no I can't I believe in you it takes like no I tried you can definitely I tried do to do I followed a tutorial on how to do the savage dance and <laughs> it was so I gave up I was like and she was going at slow speed yeah to like show you the, how, and I was like, no. The tutorials are embarrassing. Like when you watch a tutorial and you can't do the dance, it's happened to me like three times. <laughs> I just quit. And this like 15 year old is just like doing it so well. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, and also everyone has like abs, and I'm like, no. <laughs> They're doing the savage know. dance with abs? No, just like people like have like. Everyone's like in sweatpants and like sports bras. I'm like, I would never. I could never. Mm. Making me insecure yeah, and you're all like that, uh, 12. You thought what? Oh, this is not. This is about dancing, but not TikTok dancing. It's about dancing in a movie for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I seen that clip, obviously, because it's, it's pretty iconic when they all start dancing together. And I thought it would not really have much of an impact, but I actually thought it worked pretty well. It was nice and heartwarming to see them all dancing together. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is kind of nice. It worked yeah. for me. It Even though I've dances. seen it a billion times. Yeah, I kind of liked it. I was surprised. I did not remember how close to the end that part came. Yeah, it's in like the last 10 minutes. Yeah, I really thought it was like mid-movie. I thought it was like last Closer. half hour. They're only really friends for like <laughs> four minutes of screen time. <laughs> That is okay, guys, I gotta go. So, should we just rate this? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I have to do math right now, or should we? Should we just like <sighs> all to collectively yeah. give it a blanket rating with our heads? Okay. What? I don't know what that means. Oh, I was just gonna say we just decide on a How number collectively we, we instead of individually, and then I do the math. No, individually. Okay. I'm Can giving I it a three. We didn't really. Okay, I got a three from Adam. What? Th- well, we didn't really. Really. Okay. Wait, what uh, were you gonna say? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. We, yeah, we didn't um, really discuss no, it does. if it's okay, whack before. Yeah, well, so like maybe we can just take a break from whackness because. Where did you go? Or is that? I'm right here. Oh. Wait, what? So you're you're lagging a bit. I couldn't hear what you said. 
Yeah, what'd oh, you say? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe because we, I don't, I feel like we didn't talk that much about whackness this episode. Maybe we just don't need to do whack or, or just, but I guess that's what You just don't want to hear us called. thinking it's whack. I'm giving it a three. Yeah. Uh, because I think okay. that it's whack on some um, moral levels, but, uh, you know, mostly a pretty functional move. I guess, like, doing it all in one space is is, is a bold decision and uh, works pretty well. But, yeah, I'm going to stick with my three. It's not that whack. It's kind of whack. I'm echoing that three as well. Uh, just, yeah, some stuff didn't didn't age well at all. I don't I don't think some stuff was cool. But I like the movie, and, and it did some... Fun stuff with with the space it used. Okay, I'll just say three two Hannah? because um three as well because <laughs> I Wait, a three um, or a two? have to go. <laughs> no three as well. I have to go. Oh. Bye, Hannah. I'm <laughs> okay, also. Go. I'm gonna give it a two point five. Nice. What's that? Okay. Where we get to? Um, okay, I have to. Should I just hang okay, up? Okay, just leave. Bye. Just hang up. We'll, we'll wrap this up. Okay. <laughs> Signing out. Bye. Bye. Bye, Hannah. What's the score? Let oh. me, let me. What was the score? Bye, Hannah. Plus three plus 2.5. Oh, I'm hearing some math. Oh, it's it's 2.875. That's the final score. Okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, Not know, very I'm, whack. Pretty in the middle. Pretty, pretty average. Yeah. Pretty average film. Um, yeah. Next week. Feels so good to say I can see. I, I've seen that movie now. Like I've. It's yeah, kind of same. Weight off my chest. Same. That's one of those. The Lord of the Rings is the biggest one for me. I've never watched any of them. And oh my god! Do you want to watch them? Me edition? neither. <laughs> They're so long. Do you want to borrow so my long. extended edition? <laughs> I have for no, like I have 18 them. hours. You have the extended edition. Yes, I well, watch I don't it every know if Christmas. I have, the extended edition. I have some edition. No, Nara has the extended. Oh. I don't know. Do you? It's so good. It's amazing. <laughs> I might I watch them films. in quarantine. This is a good time. I'm sure I'll love them. I'm sure I'll love them. There's not a lot of high fantasy movies, and it's a really good one, and I like high fantasy. But, oh, it has, uh, just a, it has a bomb them. soundtrack, too. Yeah. Well, I guess this is the time. <laughs> Yeah. There's really no excuses I've been for trying, anything now. I've been making <laughs> just gotta do it. Like for for me it helps to have like a a a a journey on my movie watching just to like push me forward in time. So I, I watched all the James Cameron movies. Sorry, Jim Cameron movies. I watched all the Nancy Myers movies. And now I'm watching all the M. Night Shyamalan movies. And uh it just helps for me to like push forward with something, even if it's like it's not really much, but I feel like I'm like, yeah, like I feel like I'm, I have a goal, which helps while I'm uh, social isolating. Yeah. Should I, should Damn. we, should we outro and talk about, are we still watching Empire Records for Rex Manning Day? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I, can I say one other thing about Breakfast Club? I didn't get to say while we were on the pod. Yes. Or while, while Hannah was still here, we are on the pod still. <laughs> But during the main discussion, um, I thought that there was something that rang very true in that the best way to make friends in school is to make fun of the school or the teacher. 
Mm. Um, I'm not proud of it, but in my in my younger years, that's for sure how I bonded with a lot of students is to be like, yeah, get a load of this. <laughs> the assignment <laughs> we have to do is so so stupid. <laughs> the stupid that's teacher real. making us do work. Such a mean contrarian <laughs> person. I'm I'm not. <clears throat> I'm could not be alone in that. That's how a lot of people made friends. No, yeah. Yeah. I see it. There's a lot of whack teachers, too. I mean, it just happens. Yeah, that are worthy of me. Also, you're around them all the time, and it's like you got to vent to someone. So you see a teacher, and the teacher's like an asshole or whatever, and it's like, well, I, I'm going to relate to my classmates about that, of course. Yeah. Can I say one thing about The Breakfast Club before we end this conversation? Yeah. Of course. Um, if anybody listening to this and Funke and Adam as well, um, if you do not have like if you cannot stream the Breakfast Club, um, on like Prime or like whatever, or if you're too lazy to like be illegal about it or too uh safe to be illegal about it, just watch the victorious <laughs> episode, The Breakfast Bunch, which is basically the same yeah. thing. You when I was watching this movie, I thought that was Beck first first look at the guy the criminal i was like is that back like, back plays the criminal this looks like... and instead of saying virgin uh, they say vegan what? oh it's so funny ah that's hilarious i'm actually gonna watch that like they pulled it's... directly from like they pull so many lines directly from like the breakfast club it is not a victorious episode it is just them recreating the breakfast club Dude. but for nickelodeon they branch off so much in that wow. show they don't care they're just like i want to do a random episode on this it's great. I didn't know what Victorious was, so I just looked it up. But uh, you like it, Dan Schneider, huh? <laughs> Another oh, Dan God. Schneider production. Great. Ten year anniversary, like this <laughs> week. What it happened like three days ago? Ten year anniversary of Victorious. Ten years? Yeah. Whoa, Ariana Grande was on this show. I'm, Dude, I'm a big Victorious hell? fan. That was that. Yeah, that was before she blew up. Yeah. That was Cat. Cat wow. Valentine. Some salmon cat. Yes, sir. Uh, well, let's pack up. I'm going to watch Victorious. Pack it up. Do we have a, a outro song we want to do? Do you want to do, do the joke oh. that Hannah didn't get to do? You can't, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't see or hear Hannah right now, but she is fist pumping into the air and then freeze framed and then fading to the credits. Uh, it's Nar here. Uh, just want to say bye bye. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed that little epi. Uh, and hope y'all are finding things to do uh, as you're staying at home, maybe. Uh, hopefully, y'all are staying safe, staying healthy. Uh, we'd like to say thank you also to Ian Mills for the music and Emma Kudlak for the art. And if you want to find out more from us, keep updated on the pod and other things. Go follow us on Instagram at InsomniacFest. And until next week, when we're going to be talking about Empire Records on Greatest Holiday, Rex Manning Day. So if you need something to keep you entertained, go, uh, go watch the Canadian classic, Empire Records. Till next time. Bye-bye. Good night. Thanks for listening. Love you. XOXO.